I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Our reading tonight is in 1 Kings chapter 11. It's going to be me and Trey tonight. Brock is in the room, but he is already asleep. Not feeling great. A little bit of stomach pain. So we have prayed and appealed that the body of Jesus Christ, whom has surely bore all of our sickness and disease and infirmities, would take this from him and heal him tonight so that he wakes up tomorrow and in the name of Jesus Christ, is whole and healthy and comfortable and at peace. In chapter 11, verse 1, King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women, besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, You must not intermarry with them, because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. Sometimes we feel like who we want to share marriage with should be our own decision. Like, we should be able to make that decision and... Sometimes we think that God shouldn't have a say in it. But here we see that God does have a say in it. And he told the nation of Israel not to intermarry. Why? Because he didn't want them to experience happiness? No. Because he had already given them something that was enough. He had already given them something better. Which was for him, his own people, and his own land he could marry somebody who wasn't going to turn their heart after other gods. In this case, a god may have been another, literally like another worshiping uh, some other god. But in other cases, it could be, oh, I like this girl a lot. Okay, well, that girl believes in something evil. She believes in something that's not of God. That doesn't mean you should hate her. That doesn't mean you should be rude to her. It doesn't mean that, well, I guess in some cases it does mean you shouldn't necessarily be friends unless that person is willing to adopt the type of spirit-led life that you want to walk in. Because if, if they're a stumbling block to you, you shouldn't necessarily be friends with them. I've had many friends that Uh, I've probably been a stumbling block to and they've been a stumbling block to me and I've had to walk out of certain relationships because 
one person just saw life differently than I did, and I was trying to grow in the spirit, and they weren't. And I'm sure there's been times when other people have left me for that same reason, so I'm not trying to act high and mighty, just pointing out that the Lord does have say. And just because you feel a certain way for somebody doesn't necessarily give you the right to do what you feel like with your body or in marriage with that person. Uh, the Lord should be counseled in these types of situations. And um, in this case, Solomon, who had already been told and promised what he would receive if he followed the Lord, and he's actually receiving all that. That's what verse our chapter 10 was about, was all the blessings he would receive. And now he's going off and not doing what the Lord said. And he's starting to make his own decisions, the things that please his flesh, he's starting to go after. And surely enough, in verse 4, as Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. Again, very interesting that it says the heart of David's father was fully devoted to the Lord, because we know what happened with David and Bathsheba, and that certainly didn't um, didn't follow after the Lord. But in the context of this, I think David and Bathsheba both did have a a commitment to devoting themselves to the Lord. And even though two people who have a commitment, uh, even though two people devoting themselves to the Lord can still mess up and do bad things and, and, and create major sin, it's still good when they have devoted their hearts to the Lord because ultimately you know that you're going the same direction as the other person. But it's hard to have unity if you both want to go a completely different direction. That makes unity very difficult. Not impossible, but I, I do believe ultimately somebody is going to have to change if you want to have a peaceful whole relationship and obviously when it comes to the lord or things of a spiritual nature you shouldn't change because one person in your life says so you should change because you were fully devoted to knowing the truth about the lord your god and wherever that truth leads uh that's where you you should you should be interested in because this is an eternal thing and truth is more important than than people's feelings it really is i know that's hard for people to understand but the truth of the word of god and the truth of our relationship and identity in him is much more important than anybody's feelings, no matter who that person is in your life. Verse 5, He followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Melech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David his father had done. On a hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the detestable god of Moab, and for Melech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. He did the same for all his foreign wives who burned incense and offered sacrifices to their gods. The Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. Notice there's an attachment to that, that he had a revelation from the Lord. The Lord appeared to him twice. When you have a revelation from God, it, it, it you know, it raises the bar for your life, you know, like, if you've had a situation where you have been involved in the work the Lord has done, maybe it was healing through an oil anointing, maybe it was healing through communion, maybe it, it was uh, getting a chance to lay hands on somebody and 
you know, maybe it was a word that the Lord gave you, praying in tongues. All these things kind of just raise the bar in our in our spiritual life. Although he had forbidden Solomon to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. So the Lord said to Solomon, Since this is your attitude, and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe, for the sake of David my servant and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. So he's going to hold fast to his promise that somebody in the bloodline of David will always have a place on the throne of Jerusalem. However, Solomon is going to lose his kingdom in later years because of the same thing his father struggled with. And we're only halfway through the chapter, but I think I'm going to close it off there. And we will continue on in chapter 10 tomorrow night. I love you. You're a good kid.